Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't bring the voice of the orders on and not talk about the orders. Come on. I said when people are paying $3,500 for an orders ticket on a Monday... Don't talk to me about timing, cost, gas, nothing. Orders never have to worry about a camera. Even when your your rink's full, you just call WIN. Yeah, I yeah. I mean the playoff run that they just had, I that you know took them leaps and bounds ahead as far as, as, far as marketing is concerned. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world, but primarily in the United States of America. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two. We're live from Rogers Place in Edmonton. Week two of the World Junior Hockey Championship uh, opens today. Am I saying that right? Andrew Peard is here, the voice of Team Canada and the Edmonton Oil Kings. I'll put that right up close to you there, buddy. Uh, Andrew Peard with us. It's an exciting time. You smell great, fantastic. Did you put that on for me? <laughs> Just for you, Rod. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun this uh, last week getting uh, the World Juniors off and running. It's obviously a unique time here in Edmonton with the, the summer edition of the World Juniors. And, you know, I, it feels like it's starting to build a little steam here in the community and uh, hoping for, for big things here in week two. So it's the middle of August and uh, we are talking hockey because we are here at the World Juniors. We'll probably dabble in a little bit of football. Uh, I don't know if you're averse to talking that or not. Dean Millard will be with us next hour. You, you looked a little hesitant. Well, you know what? I, I did spend uh, a lot of time growing up in Saskatchewan and uh, obviously with that I've got a bit of the the green blood running through me and uh, you know very happy to see the the boys blow to win here against uh, the Edmonton Elks uh, the other night but uh, uh, not as well versed in the game of uh, the Canadian Football League as uh, maybe junior hockey. Well we don't get too (laughs) technical here I kind of like to think we're as fans as much as anything of hockey and football and everything else and um Dean Millard will be with us a little later on. I, I kind of glossed over. Andrew Peard is the voice of the Edmonton Oil Kings. You doing PR there too? I am, yeah. Yeah, because you, you helped line up the Kurt Hill interview mm-hmm. last week, which went fantastic. Good to Thank hear. Thank you for that. But he's also calling these Team Canada games. So our viewers across Canada that are regular listeners of TSN Radio and our other stations not TSN Radio picking this up, do you know? Yeah, some of their other Bell Media stations uh, on the AM dial, I believe, are, are picking it up across Canada, and then, of course, uh, on Sirius XM as well. So it's a uh, uh, pretty cool experience, and, and working alongside Jason Stroudwick, who, if you, you know Jason at all, uh, very knowledgeable, uh, very entertaining, very funny. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun being on the broadcast with him. Another Ryder fan, by yeah. the way. Did you know that? I, I've heard on, on 1260 here in Edmonton, they, they kind of refer to it very... 
quietly that he's a, a closeted Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan, but uh, I know he had some family uh, in the Quebec right. Valley. So yeah. it, with that comes, uh, you know, bleeding uh, rider. Green. It's kind of a funny story uh, with Strudwick's fandom of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So you never get too far away from it. But because Canada's playing Finland today and Andrew's going to call the game. There you go on the TSN radio network, but also NHL radio. This is the guy that you're going to be listening to. And to be honest, I've been driving. I've been at the games, right? Mm. So I haven't heard you per se. I, I might before this tournament's over, but I've heard Jim Taddy, the great JT, and my guy Sean Simpson at Ottawa, Simmer, doing the pre and post. And it's just everybody's having so much fun with this tournament. And the crowds are getting bigger. Mm-hmm. I think you said that the yeah. buzz is, is, is getting there. Why did it take so long? Well, I, I think there's a, a number of factors at play. Listen, it's it's August in Edmonton. This is some of the times where we get that north of 25 degree weather. People don't want to come to a hockey rink per se for that uh, reason. Um, as well, you know, you're you're missing some names from from the Team Canada roster. There's no Caden Gooley who played for the Edmonton Oil Kings. There's no Owen Power. You know, Jake Neighbors, who's a very popular player here in Edmonton for for four years, and and just recently the captain of the Edmonton Oil Kings. So you're you're missing that. But um, you know what you do have, and I've been telling people as as much as I've been on you know radio shows, this show. They got Connor Bedard here, and, and if you're going to pay fifty bucks or a hundred bucks for a ticket, that's the guy you want to go see. So, yeah. you know, I think people are starting to realize that. And then, of course, Mason McTavish, he's putting on a one man show right now through the the first three games for Team Canada. So, I, I think that's helped things out uh, a little bit with uh, with what's been going on here. Christine Gagnon in the chat says, "I've been to all the Canada games so far." So it sounds to me like. She's going to be here today at 4 p.m. Mountain when Canada takes on Finland. From Wayne in B.C. says, that's hilarious, Rod. Ryder fans are not happy unless they're unhappy. LMA. Oh, that was a comment from last hour with regards to the Fajardo hate. I won't get into that uh, with you here. But our poll question today, what team is this now? Oh, oh it's Team Canada. Oh, I think that's uh, the Swiss. Oh, it's the Swiss. Yeah. Can you hear them? They're, you might be able to see them running down towards... <laughs> The poll question, squirrel moment here, um, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, who has been Canada's MVP so far in the tournament? Clearly, I voted for the best player from God's team, the Regina Pats, Connor Bedard. I voted for him. Mason McTavish, Ken Johnson, or other. And as I said to Stephen Ellis from the Hockey News last hour, I'll say it to you, did we get the top three? Did we get that right? And is the MVP in those three? I I believe it is. Right now, for me, I think you got to go with Mason McTavish. I mean, for goodness sakes, the guy scored four goals uh, in a single game. He's leading the tournament right now in scoring. And he wanted to be here, right? That's the one thing. This is a guy that's been everywhere. He played with the Anaheim Ducks to start last hockey season. Went down for a cup of coffee with the San Diego Gulls. Ended up back in the OHL with Peterborough. Traded to the Hamilton Bulldogs. Goes all the way to the Memorial Cup with Hamilton. Oh, yeah, and he played in the Olympics in between all of that. And now he's here this summer because he wanted to be here. He's been the leader of this team. He's exemplified that each and every time he's been on the ice with the the Maple Leaf on his chest. And for me right now, uh, the MVP of Team Canada. Uh, Tim Manto says everyone is at the cottage. Well, not everyone. We're not. Uh, And Christine goes on to say, yep, big time. Yeah, she's going to be at the game today. Um, Yeah, and I'll stop there and get back to you you and I. Ken Johnson, I saw this graphic. He scored a goal in in the Olympics, the World's the World Juniors, and there was a fourth all in one year. Or maybe he's only the fourth player to do that. 
That's a heck of a resume, too. It's unbelievable. And then to score in the fashion that he did. And, you know, we, we're the starting to, Michigan going. Yeah, which is cool because, I mean, we're starting to see it more and more. But here's a guy who just finished playing at the University of Michigan, where it was made famous by Mike Legg. And then here on, you know, the biggest junior hockey stage there is, he pulls it off. So it's kind of an homage to his uh, his alma mater, which was, was really cool. But then you just see the skill that, that, that Kent Johnson possesses and why he's going to be a big part of the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, into next year. And if you're the Columbus Blue Jackets right now, you go, you get Johnny Gaudreau, you got Patrick Lineai signed up, uh, and now you've got uh, Kent Johnson starting to arrive, and all of a sudden there's a lot of skill there in Columbus. So it's uh, exciting times for them, and uh, exciting for Team Canada to have Kent Johnson on their team. Andrew Peer, the voice of Team Canada, is with us, and I know how good that feels. <laughs> right? Uh, because I had that role in 2012, and I never forget it. Uh, I'm so grateful for of having done that, and that's where my association with Hockey Canada began. But you seem like a big guy, an athletic guy. Did you play hockey? <laughs> I played a little bit of hockey yeah. growing up, just at the junior B level. was a goalie, um, as, as it seems to be. You have to be a goalie to become a broadcaster. It that's... seems to be the way, yeah. <laughs> but so the reason I ask, with the Michigan goal being scored by Ken Johnson the other day, it was the Cheshire game, right? Um, people are saying now, why is this such a big deal? And I get it. They're like, everybody can do it now mm-hmm. for the most part. So is it that big of a deal anymore or is it showboating? I think we all enjoy when it happens. Where are you on the Michigan goal? Yeah, I, I think the reason we see it more now is it's not that guys couldn't do it you know, 20 years ago. It's that guys wouldn't do it 20 <laughs> years ago because of the repercussions that yeah. might come. But the game has changed right now, and, and it's more of a skill-based game. And we see it with kids these days. If you go out and you watch a peewee or a bantam practice, these kids are unbelievably talented. You know, back when I was playing, we'd skate the circles for what felt like 30 minutes before they'd throw a puck on the ice. But now, the way they're instructing kids, they've always got a puck on their stick. They're developing those stick handling, those puck handling skills. And, and now it's something that we're seeing more and more. I mean, for, for myself, it's the third time in person I've seen Seen that style of goal this year. Dylan Gunther pulled it off back in February against the Saskatoon Blades in this rink. Um, it's it's been incredible to, to see that, and I'm fine with it. I, I think at this point, the way the game is, uh, the 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 more um, you know different wrinkles you're starting to see come into the game. I, I think the better. Uh, our viewer Tim Manto says, "Don't forget Cole Sillinger with the Columbus Blue Jackets." Mm-hmm. And uh, well, obviously, what a year he's had. Number 34, I believe, with the mm-hmm. Blue Jackets. They'll be interesting to watch. I don't don't think they're necessarily there just yet. Connor Bedard pulled that off in the bubble, or tried in the bubble in Regina. I called it, and of course, he can do whatever he wants. I won't get mad at Connor Bedard. <laughs> but where are you on Bedard's play in this tournament? Um, Serena's watching him for the first time live, and she thinks that he could work harder, that he could get a little more involved. <clears throat> He's a point of game. At 17, I'll remind you, he's not 19 like Mason McTavish. I can't imagine where Connor will be at 19. I don't think he'll be playing in this tournament. He'll be in the NHL, and his team won't allow him to probably play. So he's still doing unbelievable things. You're calling the games. What do you think of his play, Connor Bedard? I I think you mentioned it. He's 17 years old. We can't forget that. And this is an older tournament. This is built for 19-year-olds, this tournament. And and he's unbelievably skilled. The the season he had in the Western Hockey League this year, I mean, no 16-year-old has ever done what he did. Um, uh, and I think, I mean, you look at him, he's got five points through three games. I, I think you're yeah, quite what's wrong happy with that. With, there's nothing wrong with that. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's being checked closely. You look at it, he's he's in these scrums after every whistle because guys are keen. 
skiing on him. He's he's a guy that that every team is is game planning around, and the fact of the matter is he's still getting his chances. Um, I, I I I think there's there's nothing really to to look at Connor Bedard's game and say that that you want more from it. I think he's only getting better uh, as this tournament goes on, and um, you know the that shot that he has. I mean, I could just watch that all day. The way he it's almost, like a machine gun. Yeah. yeah, it's like he invites the defenders into him, like uh, you know, like any other, like no other player would ever do. And then he just you know pulls it into his body, and then before you know it, it's on the net. So uh, impressive for me to watch, and and I think he's only going to get stronger as this tournament goes. There's on. a lot of things to be watching today at 6 p.m. Eastern when Canada takes on Finland. One thing that I'll be watching for is uh, teams. I'll use the term picking on Connor Bedard. Mm. Um, do you think it's he's not doing anything on the ice to invite it? But do you think it's because of all the hype and the coverage? These teams are just sick of hearing about him. I would imagine so. Yeah, it's he's he's the the poster child of, of junior hockey in Canada, and we we all know he's going to be the first overall pick at the twenty twenty three NHL draft. So that's a guy that everyone wants to maybe make a name off of. I'm the guy who who laid out Connor Bedard, but you know it's it's one thing to go and try and do that. It's another thing to execute it because he's pretty slippery out there as well. So um, I, I do think it's just a lot to do with the fact that that he's a headline name and uh, everyone's kind of keying on him, and you know that. That's, that's a good sign for Connor Bedard. Guys are, are, are trying to do that to you. It's something to watch tonight just to see how much uh, Team Finland gets after Connor Bedard after the whistle because most of it is after the whistle. Mm-hmm. He's too hard to catch during yeah. the play. Yeah, good luck. If too you want to yeah. go out of position to try and hit him, go for it, but chances are that puck's going to be in the back of your net. BW in Edmonton says, any goalies standing out for next year's draft? That's his question, and one of our viewers, Casey Fish, says uh, Slovakia's goalie and the U.S. goalie. Any draft-eligible goalies here that you've noticed? Yeah, I, I really liked uh, the Slovakian goaltender. <laughs> He's been under siege for for a lot of uh, a lot of the tournaments. So um, unfortunately, we're not going to see him anymore. Because hey, credit to Team Latvia. They they pulled off an incredible upset yesterday, and they, they find themselves into the the medal round. But um, you know, with, with goaltenders, it's it's always tricky to try and project them out. Right? Um, you're looking at them at at 17 and 18 years old, and while maybe they're putting up good numbers in junior hockey. You, you got to know they're still at least six years away before they're starting to make an impact. Uh, for the most part, you know Carter Hart's a bit of an exception to that rule. Mark Andre Fleury way back when is an exception to that rule, but um, it, it's tough to project out right now. And you know, oftentimes the best goaltenders we see uh, in the uh, the Western Hockey League are, are the 19 year olds and, and the 20 year olds. But a guy to keep an eye on if you're a WHL fan and a guy I'll be looking at is Scott Ratzlaff, who's going to be uh, in Seattle. He was at the Holinka Gretzky tournament, and boy, was he good. He barely got scored on down at that tournament. Obviously, it was a dominating Canadian team, but uh, you're going to see Seattle go on a, a deep run, likely again this year, uh, and he'll be a, a vocal point with it. they got a couple of good mm. contenders there. Dean Millard coming up, by the way, from Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, TSN Radio alum, and our hockey analyst Serena Taylor a little later on as well. Um, Casey Fish says, Casa... Is it Casa or Cosa? Cosa. It is Cosa? Cosa. That's what I thought. Everybody was telling me I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, Casey Fish says, Cosa is already drafted. Uh, of course, who's going to be Detroit? Detroit, right? Yeah. Uh, I saw his parents here. Mm-hmm. They're not nearly as tall as him. Mm-hmm. His mom's tall. <sighs> but not as tall not as him. Not as tall as him, no. Um, you are. 6'5"? Uh, six, 6'6 six, six and a half. Wow. He never really deserved to not 
start. I mean, he started the first game, right? And Dylan Garan's played every game since. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we see Sebastian Cosa again in this tournament, do you think? Um, I, I, I think if you're going to see him, there would have to be a slip-up from Dylan Garan, which I would not uh, bet any money on because that kid is uh, incredibly poised. And, and no, I mean, Sebastian Cosa hasn't done anything not to deserve the net. Uh, it's just a matter of fact that in 2021, Dylan Garan was the backup goaltender to Devin Levi. He's sort of earned that starter's role and he hasn't done anything to lose it. I thought he was uh, uh, sort of quietly really good against both Czechia and Slovakia um, you know, facing a, a number of high danger scoring chances and making it look easy so I, I think it's it's Dylan Grand's ball to run with for now but I mean if you're Dave Cameron how good does it feel to have Sebastian Kosa on the bench as a bit of a, a safety blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Manto in the chat says finally a game breaker who's predicted to go number one but Art already looks better than Shane Wright. Bedard has always looked better than Shane Wright. I'm sorry. He looked better than Shane Wright in the World Juniors last year when they started here and then didn't finish. The fact that Shane Wright's not here, how do we feel about that? Uh, You know what? It's... It's an individual's decision to make, and and there's a number of guys that aren't here. And for Shane Wright, um, the NHL draft probably didn't go the way he was expecting it to go as he ends up being the fourth overall pick. I think it's a great landing spot for him, though, uh, in Seattle. And right now, I think what he's working on is doing everything he can possibly to be ready for the upcoming NHL season. So if that's putting on a little bit, bit of extra weight, a little bit of extra muscle, you can't do that if you're here at the World Junior Championships. And I respect any of these players that made the decision um, not to come play at this tournament. I respect the ones that certainly did make yeah. the decision to come play at this tournament. But uh, at the end of the day, you're your hockey career is only so long and you need to do what's best for yourself to make sure that you can prolong that hockey career start it as early as you can and and if that's the reason that he's decided to to not be here uh then more power to him uh lastly this is just a more than an appetizer this is like a main entree the world juniors to get ready for the oiler training camp because what i heard at commonwealth the other night was all anybody cares about or is waiting for is the orders to open training camp that's a fact well, yeah. I mean, you look at the the season they just had. They finally seemingly have arrived with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. They win the Battle of Alberta uh, against the Calgary Flames, and, and they get all the way to the Western Conference uh, final. And, and now I, I think it's okay. We've got Jack Campbell coming in now. We've got Evander Kane for a full season. This is really exciting times right now to be an Edmonton Oilers fan here in the city of Edmonton. Uh, it is a hockey city. I will say that it's it's an Oilers city for sure as well. Hmm. Um, and, and it's 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 going to be a lot of fun to watch. With this team can do there's a lot of expectation now on them they've sort of skirted expectation for a little while outside i think of edmonton in edmonton no matter who's on the roster there's high expectations for this team but uh now there's gonna be a lot of eyes pointed at edmonton uh, i think there's a real clear path for them to be one of the top teams if not the top team in the pacific division uh, and it'll be a lot of fun to watch them play this year andrew Peer, the voice of team canada check him out on tsn radio this afternoon and throughout the tournament i appreciate you slipping by hey anytime roddy dean millard joins us next serena taylor coming up too it is a monday at the world juniors as the hockey gets rolling in about 40 minutes time here as the round robin comes to a conclusion we'll be right back on game plus television youtube live of course and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com have you subscribed to the rod peterson show youtube channel yet head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now
Game day here at the World Jays. Another triple header beginning at Noon Mountain. We'll get into that in a minute. But first, a sports update for those keeping count. The Toronto Blue Jays have lost seven of 11 games in August, and their once secure wildcard berth has all but disappeared. The Blue Jays open a crucial three-game set tonight against the visiting Baltimore Orioles and then hit the road for four against the Yankees and then three with the Red Sox. Let the Yusei Kikuchi gets going for the Jays tonight. Canada will finish its round-robin schedule at the World Juniors in Edmonton tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, with a game against Finland that will determine the top spot in Group A. Canada is 3-0 with nine points. Finland has eight points. Uh, at noon, Mountain, it's Switzerland versus Austria. 8 p.m. Mountain tonight, Germany versus Sweden. This sports update is for Dark Horse Betting App. Bring the thrill of the track uh, track to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available for Android and Apple devices. It is our distinct pleasure to welcome down... To the uh, Game Plus RP Show set, Dean Ducky Millard, TSN Radio alum, Team 1260 alum, Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. Dino, I did see you the other day at the press box, but you were busy here. Good to see you, brother. How are you? Good to be here, man. Uh, I heard anywhere. you were coming into town. I saw the play setting they had at the table, and I was like, where's RP? I haven't seen him. Now I know you guys get the... Uh, get the good suite here. We have the prime real estate. I didn't realize until today that there's spots waiting for me up there. I apologize. I didn't even know. I'll go up. I've been down here. Why well, would I leave why this? Why would you leave? Like, uh, I know. Uh, you know, goalies love this angle, right? I love corners. You know, when you're talking about where to sit in an arena, I love sitting in a corner. I, I don't know why. My dad taught me that as a career scout. Yeah. You know why? You don't have to move your neck. That's exactly it. You see, My dad taught me that. And you see great angles of the net, yeah. too. So. I know I want to talk hockey with you, but you can talk everything, and not everybody can do that. <laughs> and uh, I asked you this in the break. I want to put it to our viewers and to you now. What do the Edmonton, Edmonton Elks have to do to rate on the radar in this town? I know it's always been an order town, but it seems like these guys are, like, right off the radar. Yeah, it's – well, listen, in Edmonton, if you're not the Oilers – you are scrapping and fighting for everything. And it's, it's like, always been that way. It's, it's, well, it's like that in every city. I, I grew up in Brandon. Jerry Hemmings used to call the CKX Sports Department weekly. Dean, why do the Week Kings? You remember Jerry? And his, oh, yeah. And his, well, like, why do the Week Kings get all the coverage? They're the top dog, Jerry. And then in Edmonton, it's the Oilers. I think the Elks need to, and, and every organization in Edmonton needs to bend over backwards to get their players, their coaches, anybody that anybody asks for. What's the answer? Yes. What do you, yes. You want to interview on the on the uh, top of the Rogers? Okay, yes. You want, like, wherever. You want to do an interview jumping out of a plane? Yes. Like, the answer should always be yes. Get your players, get your people, get your good stories. You You've been around the CFL longer than I have. The game is great. The stories are better. Oh, yeah. So get those stories out there. Get people interested in the people. And obviously, as Andrew said before, win some games. You know, they, they have to win. In an Edmonton case, you know, yes. It's, yeah. Yeah, like it, it's, you know, like, listen, the Jets are the number one thing in Winnipeg. Bombers are still doing well from what I hear because they're winning. You know, Leading the league in attendance for the first time ever. That's so, right. So yeah. that obviously is the number one thing. But be as accommodating as possible. Bend over backwards to get your players and personnel out there. There you go. Now to the World Juniors. I'm feeling, but as judged by the crowds going up, 
that this city's catching on. There's a tournament in town. Yeah, and you know what? It's like the biggest air-conditioned place in the city. How you freezing right. is it in here? Like, I'm, Is I, that not a normal thing? Or, well, or is it cold, colder than normal? It's colder than normal because it's 30 degrees outside. Oh. So you have to do something. But this is normally a cold rink. We just don't notice it because we're here in the winter and we're already bundled up. So you come in this. Like I, the first day I came... I came in uh, pants and a just and this. I didn't bring a jacket. My wife's like, "You're gonna be so cold." I'm like, "No, I'll be fine." And now I'm bringing jackets. I want comfortably cold. Yeah, comfortably uh, not comfortably numb like uh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> comfortably cold. Uh, but the the crowds are getting better. Last night, uh, the, it was loud. I felt for the first time between that Sweden and USA game when Sweden scored late, it got loud. And I'm like, "Wow, that's the first non-Canadian really loud thing uh, that I that I felt in this arena this week." So. It should be much better today and then the medal rounds. But it's August. I, I sincerely think tickets prices are way more expensive. I mean, the $98 uh, in the middle of August to bring a family. Concession prices aren't cheap, cheaper than normal. So there's a lot of things. And, and obviously, Hockey Canada is not the most popular thing right now. I think it's unfortunate that these kids kind of take the brunt of the punishment. I think it's really unfortunate that... Funding has been pulled, and the women's programs are now going to suffer. Like, that's a double slap in the face. So, I, but I understand. People are making their opinions known with their wallets. That happens with sports franchises all over the place. And I think those combinations of things are just working against this. Listen, if Canada's in the gold medal round, I still, I'm not sure this place will be full, but it'll be bigger. It Bigger, exactly, because Saturday was when I saw you at the press box, the Cheshire game. I want to say there was 7,000. Yeah. Didn't, didn't that seem like that? Seemed like something like that. That was double the last That's game right. Canada played. Yeah, like there's the nights yeah. in here I think I could have counted everybody. Oh, yeah. They didn't. What did they say? They didn't announce the yeah. attendance. They introduced them. That's right. What uh, <laughs> You've been watching Connor Bedard every game. What do you think about this guy? Yeah, I, I love it. I love I I remember I got to watch him live in Regina for the first time last year. Uh, I went to a weekend game and it was a game where he didn't have any points, but I just love the, uh, the ability to just know three steps ahead what's going to yeah. happen. Just little small things that I'll, and then here obviously I mean, him and Mason McTavish, you know, they can't skate three strides without scoring a goal. Like, it's just, they're going off knees, and the chemistry is great. Um, I think he's a lot more physical than I ever saw in maybe junior. And I've only seen him a couple of times in junior, but he's, he's getting involved physically in the play. I, I, I just really think he compliments, compliments everybody he plays with. And that's and Mason McTavish is an exceptional player. But, like, Bedard is so fun to watch. He's the guy that you gravitate to. I love that you always bring up that you're from Brandon. And I have... But, no, I'm serious. I do. I love Brandon, obviously. Uh, more since I left the Pats. But where have you lived longer, Edmonton or Brandon? Uh, wow, that's a good question. I moved away first time when I was 19. And I've lived in Edmonton now 20 years. So, so Edmonton... Right. That's I think if he was an Edmonton guy. I do. Yeah, now. And, and But we still love Brandon. But when I compare Bedard and say Gretzky, I almost feel like something's going to strike me down when I compare him to Gretzky. But he's got that something. Like, listen, that little saucer pass to send McTavish yeah. in the other day was a Gretzky-esque. There was nobody where he put the puck. Yeah. 
until he skated into it. You know what I mean? Because he knew he was going to be there. Right. Right. Not everybody can do that. Yeah, and and I I like that you didn't say McDavid because nobody has McDavid's speed. No. Right? Like, there has never been a player in the NHL that has had that speed with the feet and the hands at the same time. Right? Like, there's been fast players and there's been skilled players. Nobody in my mind has put it together. Gretzky was never the fastest. He was just the smartest. And that's what I see out of Bedard is just, just he knows, uh, you know, Cole Perfetti has that in a, in, a, in a way as well. Just a really smart player. Those guys that can see two steps ahead, you know, not where I should be now. Where should I be when after I make this pass? Things like that. He just has that sixth sense or, or whatever it is. Um, obviously, the, the most skilled player that we will probably see go since since McDavid uh, in the draft. I love Shane Wright. Shane Wright's going to be an awesome player, more of a Priest Bergeron. Uh, so I think um, I think Bedard's going to be fun, and and he's he's just uh, seems like just a terrific kid. I, oh, well, that's what I'm going to ask you though. Have you had a chance to interview? No, him? I haven't. I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. Well, I was had uh, you should before the week's over. Well, if yeah, if I can get in one of those scrums. Okay, you know, it's big. Well, they're massive, and it's. I don't think Bedard does a lot of one-on-ones. I don't even <laughs> go near those, so yeah. I don't know. But I was talking to Mike Dick, the assistant coach here. He was up with us about Bedard and. Uh, first time I interviewed him, he was 14, and I didn't think it was a dumb question, but I said, who do you compare yourself to? Who are you compared right. to? And he just, like, he glares at you. He had this look. Not, he didn't mean it. He just was a 14, yeah. Dean. Yeah. And he goes, I'm my own player. I like and that. And I thought, so did I. But he, had, like, I was, whatever I was at the time, 45, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. It's mature. Yeah. He says something about him. And he is his own player. He was right. Who do you compare him to? Yeah, he's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, and I like that. Dion Phaneuf, when he was 16, first Rebels camp, I said, are you intimidated? Are you and he goes, I don't back down from anybody. Right there. You know, and then How Dion Phaneuf played, played that his whole way, way yeah. his whole career. I like to, when kids are that young and that confident. And you know it's not cocky. You know, it's just, no. they just know it. Yeah, just exactly. being honest. Who do you think is Canada's biggest um, obstacle? The Finns. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a Canada Finn if everything works out. Like the Swedes, I watched the Swedes last night. They had no urgency until late in that game. The Americans, I, I do like. Um, I, I, but I think Finland, uh, Ratty, Lambert, these guys have terrific motivation right now. I think you'll see a Canada-Finland final, uh, and then the U.S. wins the bronze. That's wow. Labardi has said going into this that it would be Finland. Yeah. So. And I, like, for our World Junior Dynasty, we loaded up on Finns, so I'm hoping the Finns win it all because we would we would be successful. Um, but I think, listen, I, I, I'm not impressed with the Swedes. I, but then again... Remember the Swedes didn't lose for a hundred years in the preliminaries and never could win. Maybe they're just like coasting through and then going to ramp up in the medal round, the opposite of what they did. So I could be completely wrong. Fifty-six and three now yeah. all time in round robin <laughs> play. I know. Um, by the way, it's always nice to see Dean, a quality, quality broadcaster. And Clark, our producer, was keeping me up to speed on the ultimate franchise fantasy sports, which you're involved with now. Tell our viewers. Yeah, what's we, going on there? We have Dynasty World Junior uh, League. So we have 10 countries just like this. Uh, you're going to be shocked. My country is called East End from the East End where I grew up in Brandon. Okay, wanted, not East End, know, Saskatchewan. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew I was from Brandon or not, but <laughs> East End community. And so you, you create your own company. You have a draft. 
Uh, we took Cole Perfetti. We had the third overall pick. And then the redraft happened. We ended up with Atu Rati. So pretty good. That's why we're going heavy fins. But it's Dynasty Fantasy Sports. Clark's busy in baseball with the Wheat Sox. Great logo. Uh, but we try to take every sport, make it a dynasty, and, you know, you own the game. Uh, it's 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 high stakes. You know, we're playing for uh, quite a bit of money, but... It's it's like anything never uh, and nothing I've ever played because it's exactly like the actual game. Roster sizes, 32 teams in our NHL sim league, uh, so it's incredible. UFFSports.com, uh, it's like owning a, an actual franchise. That's all I can say. Nobody's doing Dynasty World Juniors uh, except for us, so it's quite cool to have uh, a guy like Charlie Strammel, who's not playing a lot for the U.S. and and you know he's we're going to have him for a couple of years and. It's really quite fun. It takes fantasy to an entirely new level. Yeah, it sounds incredibly cool. I'm glad you're having so much fun with it and success. Yeah. Dino, thanks again, man. Appreciate you coming down. Enjoy the hockey, Always and I will come up to the booth. All right. Thanks, All right. Buddy. Dean Millard with us. We'll be back. Serena joins us to talk a little more hockey and whatever else you'd like and a sports update as well. You're watching the RP Show live from Rogers Place in the World Junior Hockey Championship on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We are live from Rogers Place on this Monday. The triple header gets rolling in about 20 minutes' time. We want to remind you, promotional consideration for the RP Show brought to you in part by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. They specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. Serena Taylor joins us back here, our hockey analyst. And how about this, Serena? Questions have come in for both you and I. Grant or comments even. Grant in Kelowna, B.C. writes in and he says, Good morning, Rod and Serena. Mason McTavish is a true captain and is leading the team. I see so much in Bedard. He is a player who plays way beyond his age. Looking forward to watching his future. So I guess that's not exactly a question. It's more of a comment. But who do you enjoy watching more of the two, McTavish or Bedard? Or is that unfair because they're on the ice at the same time <laughs> all the time? I always like watching Mason McTavish because you never know where he's going to be. You always know where Connor Bedard's going to be. He's, he's I don't want to say predictable in a bad way. You just know where he's going to be. He's waiting for that puck. He's waiting to go. McTavish puts himself in places that sometimes shock me. He's just, you're right, he's a, an incredible captain. He's definitely the leader of this team. I just, I love watching the whole line. Whoever is on the left side of that line, though, don't matter it's changing. to me. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, Allie Hicks from Sherwood Park watching right in and says, Morning RP Show. Really enjoying all your shows as always. Hope you are enjoying your time in Edmonton and area. Well, here for the World Juniors. Have a great rest of the week. It has been a lot of fun in Edmonton. It's a great town. The people have been so nice. Well, obviously, as an Oiler fan, I love being here because I finally feel like I'm in my element. But I just said to you last night, this tournament is going by so fast. And your reply was, it always does. 
It uh, does go by fast. And there's, you know, I have a story for that, but there's the boys have just flashed the number on the screen, 902-518-3033. I really hope that our staff is keeping on top of all the messages coming in, entering our World Juniors contest, because we now have ticket packages courtesy Hockey Canada and the World Junior Committee for the quarterfinals and the medal games for you, our viewers. So text in World Juniors, and you'll be automatically entered into a random draw. And the reason I say that it always does, I remember 2012, we were talking about this with Andrew Peard, who was here, you met him. Mm-hmm. He's calling the games on TSN Radio this year. That was my job in 2012. We're at Rexall Place. God love that place, right? May it rest in peace. Maybe have to drive by there just to have Oh, because, yeah, we have to drive on the street in particular. Yeah, and I think, you tell me, I think the attendance there was something along the lines of 16,736. Somebody Google it. Every game sold out yeah. for Canada. And I remember when the round robin ended, I threw my briefcase over my shoulder. I'm running down the stairs on my way out because we're heading to Calgary for the medal round. And I said to one of the Usherettes... Uh, I was smiling, and she was not. And I said, "What? what's wrong? She goes, you guys are leaving. Oh. We're done. And that's what's great about this tournament is all in one rink for the first time since 1988. That's awesome. Which is great because on Wednesday, when the quarterfinals start, there's going to be four games starting at 10 a.m. So that's going to be awesome. You know, and by the way, um, Serena's going to be with us here for a couple of segments. If you have any questions for her specifically, fire them our way. But... You're in Florida, and I just wonder, there's obviously a reason why the World Juniors have never been held in a sunshine state, whether it be Texas or Arizona or California or Florida. Obviously, they feel there's no point. I obviously, I always just assumed that they had them, whenever they had them in the U.S., they have them close to the border. Yes. Remember that year they were in? Buffalo? North Dakota. 2005. They ran out of beer. People couldn't get across the border. It was all Canadians that were traveling back and forth. They're not stupid. They're going to have it up there for a reason. I just, you're not going to draw a big crowd in South Florida when they don't even know what it is. But that's my point. I mean, can you explain that to our viewers? Because I always, I found it very difficult to believe that the Panthers weren't a really huge deal in Florida or that the Lightning weren't a really huge deal in Tampa, but they're really not other than the 18,000 people that fill the rink when things are going well. But they wouldn't go to World Junior Games. And this is how I think, this is, after living in both California and Florida, I've seen kind of the impact. And there's obviously a lot of people that are transplants that didn't grow up there, and they're hockey fans, sort of. But Canada is hockey, period. When you come here, because obviously I'm so used to being in a climate where there's not a lot of hockey focus, everything is hockey. It doesn't matter if it's December, August. We turn on the radio, it's all hockey talk all the time. It's not like that in the U.S. It's just a completely different focus. Canadians love hockey probably more than they love anything else. And Americans don't really have that one thing that they love. They love a lot of things. Correct. And it's great. They're very diverse because that's a big country compared to Canada, so to speak. Geographically, it's not really any bigger. It's just a different environment. Canada's a small-town mentality from coast to coast, and people just absolutely breathe hockey here, and it's not like that in the U.S. BW in Edmonton says, Rexall Place is now a garden shed for the city of Edmonton. I didn't know that, 
but uh, I'm sure it still looks the same from the outside. You ever been by Maple Leaf Gardens in downtown Toronto? It's still yeah. the gardens. It may not look like it used to, but it's still something to see. Forum in Montreal is a movie theater. It's a movie theater, but they still have some remnants of it being the yeah. Forum in Montreal, so it would be worthwhile seeing. Want to remind you, by the way, we're brought to you in part by... River Cree Resort and Casino, number one for entertainment in Edmonton. September 16th, The Legend of George Jones and Tammy Wynette featuring Dwayne Steele and Andrea House comes to River Cree. The Legend of George Jones and Tammy Wynette features some of the greatest country songs ever written that continue to inspire artists of all genres. Along with the iconic music, you'll also hear stories of their real lives filled with success, failure, hard drinking, and heartache must-see show for country fans September 16th at the River Creek. Canada-Finland today, do you have any expectations for this game? Is this some sort of uh, metal round preview, do you think? That's tough to say. I think that the Czechs gave Finland a lot more than they bargained for the other day. And obviously we routed the Czechs with a lot of shots on that. And I'm not saying that one compares to the other. But I think Canada needs to pick up their play a little bit. It could be better, yeah. Yeah. I haven't I don't think we've really seen a solid Canadian team yet. Whereas when we watched the US last night, they came out ready to go. And they have every game been on point. So, you know, I'm just hoping that we can kind of find our rhythm a little sooner rather than later. Well, it's just interesting that uh, you didn't hear the interview with Stephen Ellis from the Hockey News, but he was awesome, and he said, the fun is just beginning now. It's like this tournament's been on for a week, and it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. And now the best is starting this week with this Finland game. It's the final game of the round, Robin. And then the quarterfinals coming on uh, coming up on Wednesday. By the way, our rock star of the day on Friday for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions was... Cam Moon, the voice of the Edmonton Oilers. You like him? I loved Cam. Cam is definitely my people. <laughs> uh, today, we've got quite the options of Dean Millard, Andrew Peard, Serena, Stephen Ellis. Again, we'll tell you who it is tomorrow. We'll be back with one final segment, overtime, right after this break from Rogers Places. We are now 14 minutes away from game time. Team Switzerland versus Team Austria. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the World Juniors and the UFC 909 or Cold Avenue East in the Queen City. We have some breaking news that's come from the Saskatchewan Rush. The Saskatchewan Rush of the NLL pleased to announce they have re-signed goaltender Eric Penny to a two-year contract. Rush General Manager Derek Keenan said in a news release, when we acquired Eric midseason last year, he did what's expected of a goalie in the, NL, in the NLL. It gave us a chance to win on most nights. Derek Keenan, the General Manager of the Rush, Mike Keenan's cousin, will be with us later on this week here on the RP Show. This is something as we wind this up today with Serena Taylor, our hockey analyst. Caleb Sharp in the chat says, love hockey. Join the club, Caleb. You came to the right place. 
from Marsis says, greetings from Latvia. I feel like not just Edmonton, the entire globe is waking up to Team Latvia. They're the team. They're the sexy team. <laughs> when we played Latvia the other day, there were three Latvian fans, and you could hear them the entire game across the rink from us. Three of them cheering the whole but time. But there's many more now, and I don't know where they're coming from. If it's like Edmontonians are buying Latvian gear and cheering them on, or if people are coming from Latvia sniffing out that their team's actually doing something here. <laughs> we definitely saw a bunch of Canadians go befriend the Latvian fans. Uh, they probably want to be a part of it, and I don't blame them. It was a lot of fun. Do you hear this? I do, do you hear, hear this? They're cheering. Let's pretend they're cheering for us. It, I think they are. It's oh. either Team Switzerland fans or Team Austria fans or neither. Or both. I think I saw somebody down there with a BJ Fair Brandon Weekings jersey. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, Tacona Pally, whom you're a big fan of, uh, talking about Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, if you know anything about Wayne Gretzky. Um, I was comparing the pass that Bedard made the other day to Mesa McTavish that's, that sprung him in on the breakaway, mm-hmm. saying it was Gretzky-esque in terms of putting it to a place where nobody is, but there's, they're going to be. Tacona says Gretzky's biggest knocks were his size and his skating. If you were knocking him at all, that would be what it is. How do you feel about his skating and his size as a criticism of Wayne Gretzky? Well, he wasn't the fastest guy in the league, but he didn't need to be. And he wasn't slow. His size, I've never, ever, ever heard anyone say that Wayne Gretzky's size was an issue. Ever. He's in actually bigger. But you know what it is, what I think it is? Because Wayne, I've been around him. He's bigger than you think, right? He's at yeah. least six feet. Yeah. But he skated hunched over, so he looks smaller. And he was skinny. That's what I believe. As Marty McSurley called him, my skinny little buddy. That's what he said to me anyway. Yeah. And, and I went, said, well. He wasn't wearing big, massive shoulder yeah. pads. He's not Eric Lindros, but he's bigger than you think. Um Ryan in Saratoga, New York, regarding the U.S. sports thing. He says, it depends on the time of year for sports talk in the U.S. The NFL is always in conversation, and to a lesser extent, MLB and the NBA. You'll find more hockey talk in podcast form. Yes, that's in the States, but yeah. certainly not in the mainstream. Well, he's right, though. But even, like, living in Florida, there's not a lot of baseball talk. They don't – people typically don't – strive to go to Marlins games unfortunately because they're a lot of fun but it's a little bit more football based around there. I think we've talked about this before. College sports are huge there. The biggest rivalries that I come across are whether people are UM fans or if their kids are Gators or whatever it happens to be. Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, going to be a great game today. Go Canada. Say hi to Dupes for me. You'd have a better chance saying hi to Dupes than us. He ain't here. Um, By the way, speaking of, I never got through all my sports topics here in the quick six, and I'm actually going to do that here now. Point four. I'm serious. Why not? It was only an hour and 50 minutes ago. Out of uh, Las Vegas, Nick Mullins completed seven of nine passes for 94 yards and one touchdown, and the Las Vegas Raiders beat the Minnesota Vikings 26-20 on Sunday in the NFL's lone preseason game. All we care about is Saturday in Denver. Denver quarterback Josh Johnson, who at the age of 36 and playing his 14th NFL season, threw a pair of first-half touchdown passes, and the Broncos beat the penalty-prone Dallas Cowboys 17-7 on a starless and rainy Saturday night. 
Johnson was signed in the offseason to compete with Brett Rippon, that's Rick's cousin, for the job backing up Wilson, who sat this one out, Russell Wilson, along with Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. There's something emerging in the National Football League that we'll maybe save until Friday of this week, and that is they're not playing any stars anymore in the preseason. You, you just heard it. It's all rookies. Um, the jobs are for the battles are for jobs at the bottom end of the roster, not the top end of the roster. But as you say, what's what's the number one thing in South Florida? College football or NFL football? I would say the biggest rivalries are between college. People definitely like to go to Dolphins games, but when you think about Florida as a whole, they have a lot of professional teams. They have a lot of college teams. There's a lot going on there. I don't know. There's a little bit more verbal talk with the college teams. On the talk on the street as opposed to in the media, you say? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah probably. Yeah. Um, I Somebody wrote in about this earlier, and I was remiss. I should mention it now. Point five of our quick six is the Hamilton Honey Badgers are 2022 CEBL champions, Canadian Elite Basketball League champions. The Honey Badgers survived a furious push from the Scarborough Shooting Stars to get the 90-88 victory in Ottawa and claim their first championship in franchise history. So congratulations to the Hamilton Honey Badgers, CEBL champions for 2022. And then for point six, I had simply... Going back to the World Juniors again, Monday at the World Juniors. It's Switzerland versus Austria here in minutes, and then Canada versus Finland at 4 p.m., and then Sweden up against Germany tonight at 8 p.m. Do you feel like the cream is rising to the top, that we're seeing very clearly who the best teams are and who the worst teams are here? Potentially, I don't think it's different than any other year, though. We're seeing different things come from teams. I was... It was interesting watching Sweden last night. I don't know if they just couldn't get anything going against the U.S., but I really felt like Sweden didn't show their best last night, and if they do, they could potentially be frontrunners. Finland, same thing. I think we're going to see a big game out of Finland today. 4 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Eastern on TSN. From Ryan McCarthy says, Serena is definitely right. College athletics, primarily football, is huge in South Florida. With the U, Florida State, and Florida. Well, yes, she's always right. Last minute of play in the RP show. Just ask her. From Tacona Pauli, did RP say Serena is a fan of mine? LOL, nice. Fan might be a strong term, but you know who he is. I always appreciate the input from the viewers. Yes. Uh, Chris Mason says, Mason McTavish. Oh, he's voting for the MVP of this tournament yeah. so far for hockey. Mason McTavish is becoming a Canadian hockey hero, and he's never played one game in the National Hockey League. Like, that's not easy to do. He's a beauty. Yeah. He's, he, a, he's a beauty. What a, what a Canadian right there. Oglethorpe. <laughs> he's got the pig. John in Winnipeg says, great show. Boom, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, enjoy your day, folks. Thanks, Chris. Great job. Thanks, Roddy. Yes, enjoy the hockey, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus TV. Angering people is a gift of mine.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.